This is the Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford podcast. Welcome, foodpreneurs, to episode number three of season one. Today, I'm talking with Joe Seabock, a sales agent and FMCG consultant. For my North American listeners, you say CPG, consumer packaged goods. Us Australians say FMCG, fast moving consumer goods. You'll hear them both used on Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford. Joe works with emerging artisan packaged food and beverage producers to pitch and range their products, activate strategies, build brand relationships and sales. What you'll learn on, in this episode is precisely what a sales agent is, factors to help you decide if you need one, and what you will need to have in place to successfully engage one so they win retailers for you and get your product stocked on more of their shelves. This episode of Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford is sponsored by Inside FMCG, a daily news source for those in the business of grocery, convenience, and impulse shopping. Hi, I'm Chelsea Ford, award-winning food and drink business expert, founder of Females in Food, head coach of Foodpreneur's Formula Coaching Programme, and host of this podcast to help you package food and drink foodpreneurs, land more accounts, get in more consumer baskets, and put more money in your pocket for every product you sell. Each week, I'll be bringing you useful coaching tips, specialty industry tools and resources, insider knowledge and expert interviews with know-how gleaned from over 30 years in the F&B industry, winning accounts, developing products, leading massive teams, and making money for big and small brand owners. I know what works, I know what doesn't, and I'm on a mission to redress the balance of more and more women launching packaged food and drink businesses, but increasingly taking home less and less of the profits. So let's go. Foodpreneurs, okay, hello, I am with Joe Seabock, sales agent. And the way that this episode is structured is the first half, uh, Joe and I are going to approach our question and answer to help you for, in the first half look at your position in terms of uh, when you're considering if you need a sales agent and what you need to have ready. And then the second half, I want you to look at it and consider this in a way of what a sales agent would deliver for you. So I am super duper excited to have Joe with me. Hi, Joe. Hi, Chelsea. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. I uh, I always really do appreciate talking with you. Let's kick off with the very straightforward question of what is a sales agent? Okay, so a sales agent is basically um, uh, a sales representation for your brand, someone that's independently driven um, and works within your chosen channels. So um, uh, they become your brand liaison or your ambassador and take ownership for your sales process in the marketplace. Wonderful. Okay, so they're kind of like an extension of my sales efforts if indeed as a foodpreneur I am actually doing sales. 
Yeah. So, um, you know, they'll be aligned with your vision and your mission and, um, you know, where your your drive is to, to grow your brand for you. So as a foodpreneur making a small batch artisanal product, particularly if I'm making baking and creating myself, you know, sales is often the part of building my business that gets left to the end. Um, and for those who are listening um, who use a co-manufacturer, uh, I guess there is that opportunity to do more sales, but a lot of foodpreneurs don't necessarily have that sales confidence. You know, can you tell me, Joe, why would a foodpreneur need a sales agent? Well, I think you've, you've um, nailed a few things there straight away. Some of them don't have the level of skill perhaps required. They don't have the desire or the confidence to actually um, activate or pursue their sales and uh, account development. Uh, for some people, it can be frustrating um, if you're not consistent um, and if you have a lack of confidence, then th the process can be very drawn out. Um, so I think, um, uh, you know, that level of desire and skill, you need to pass it on to someone that, that enjoys it and is passionate about it. Um, yeah. And why wouldn't I just use a distributor? Okay, so uh, difference between a sales agent and a distributor. Distributor really is um, uh, moving boxes for you. Um, they don't, you know, they have a portfolio that is uh, perhaps has over a, a thousand SKUs in there. Um, they take perhaps a bigger piece of the pie as well. Um, and they'll have an expectation that you, you've got activity in the marketplace and they might want to take on uh, those accounts from you. So that, that, that's one of the things they'll be looking at. Um, are you already active in retail? Um, and, uh, you know, is the product working? All that sort of thing. So, um, and I think the other thing is it depends on how much control you want to give away for your business as well. My experience shows me that the, the transfer of shared information is not perhaps the same, um, but they're more a big box mover, a delivery service. So if you want someone that's representing your brand and telling your story and helping to educate about your product, you would perhaps look more towards a sales agent that holds your hand and the hand of the buyer in that experience of learning about your brand. Bingo. That's exactly right. And I think that's really important, foodpreneurs, you listen to this, that uh, there's a role for sales agents and distributors, but they're not the same, Not to the, <laughs> the lines are not to be blurry. Uh, my experience, which has been vast with distributors, is that uh, effectively their best work is getting a box from A to B. Uh, they don't necessarily uh, represent your brand and or create pull-through at all. Uh, so what about the sales agent? compared to a broker, Joe, What's that? So brokers uh, probably work in a similar way to agents. They represent your brand. They're the liaison in the marketplace for you and they negotiate some of the bigger deals perhaps um, for your brand. Um, but as a brokerage, they have an arsenal of 
marketing and design and um, a lot of things in back of house to back up what you're doing. So generally, they're great to work alongside a distributor um, uh, for larger scale opportunities as well. But generally speaking, um, yeah, they have a, um, much more much more of an opportunity to help in design, development, range extension, um, your social media and your marketing. So it's 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 more of a all in one, I guess. Um, but again, there's a, a different price point and different cost to that as well. And then uh, I think to top that off, and when you know you foodpreneur, you listen to this and you think about the reach that you want to get with sales. If you've got some money for wages, there's also that question around engaging a sales representative and putting them on the book. So, Joe, maybe you could talk to that as well. So I think obviously when you employ someone, there are lots of extra costs that go into managing or, you know, retaining that person. Um, You're still required to manage that person's time, expectations, targets, KPIs, all those sorts of things. Um, and, you know, it, you have to determine the right person with the right attitude and approach. You don't want someone that's just going to coast along in the, in the role. And also, if you've got a good person, they don't necessarily need to be micromanaged and don't want to be micromanaged. And the other thing is that you could still be learning on the job as you go when you should really be spending your time in all those other areas of your zone of genius, your creativity or your marketing or those other aspects of the business that that uh, need your focus. You're talking about the, the, the foodpreneur, whereas if they engage a sales agent, they kind of hit the ground running with somebody who's experienced and, yes. um, yeah, right. I am curious, though, when you talk about, uh, say, onboarding an employee, which I, I think for my audience is probably not, not so vast, but I, I am tempted to ask you this question, though, in terms of, um, and this on spec, so apologies for that, um, um, cultural fit. Like how important is it uh, for the foodpreneur and her brand to be a cultural fit with uh, a sales agent? Is that is that important? I think it is very much. I mean, um, uh, aligning with someone's mission, whether it be, um, uh, you know, uh, environmentally or socially and the social impact you have, what your core values are, are really, really important because you're going to have someone's buy-in um, that gets your story, gets where you want to go with your product and why you're actually producing it in the first place. Mm-hmm. And I know that you work with some brands that are very, very, uh, well, big visionaries and mission-driven and, um, you know, whether it be native products or alternate proteins, I mean, it's quite extraordinary. And I, so what I'm hearing with you is that you have an alignment from your own value set with those, with 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 values of your clients. Yeah, for, from a, a, a very early time, I've been interested in um, organics, I've been interested in very natural foods and how um, using food as medicine to look after your body, the impact that it has on our environment and our food systems moving forward, that all absolutely fascinates me. So to be able to work with people that are filling those gaps and leading the way 
in those areas is really, really exciting. So actually that is a great segue for me to ask you, why did you become a sales agent? Well, uh, I had worked through corporate um, and I had worked across a number of different industries and I think coming back to food for me was a natural progression. But becoming a sales agent meant that I could determine who I worked with, um, uh, at what pace I work. Um, you will find most salespeople do like to work autonomously. I'm certainly one of those people. <laughs> I can certainly take direction, but, uh, you know, I do enjoy that. Um, and just to take control of my own destiny as well, which is what all of our foodpreneurs are doing. Mm. Um, they're taking control of um, their brand and their destiny. They've found a gap and it's, you know, it's working for them. But for me, it's, it's, it is more about, I think, deciding who I want to work with and aligning my values with them and enjoying the process, you know, really getting satisfaction out, out of what you're doing every day. Mm. And if you're representing a brand, and my experience as a salesperson for many, many years is, you know, I always had to believe in what I was selling. Otherwise, I didn't want to sell it. No, exactly. Exactly. It's much, much harder um, to sell something that you're not connected with that you don't believe in. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, it's about being genuine and authentic, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think um, even when I talk to people over the telephone, the feedback I get is you you can hear the excitement and enthusiasm in my voice and that connects with people. Um, and so I get I get that, oh, wow, you're really passionate, aren't you? I get, well, I love hearing that because I am. I really enjoy uh, talking about the brands that I look after. I think you're the kind of person that when a brand approaches you, you immediately start to think where you're going to slot them in to the, uh, you know, which retailers. Is that right? I do, I do. I think um, one of the key things I think about sales is you have to look at it as a long game and you have to look at it as a big picture. And for me, because I have worked, you know, uh, in sales and across a number of areas for over 30 years, I I can quickly put together in my mind a picture of what I'm going to do. And it's it's happening in my head straight away, you know, and then it goes down on paper and there's a plan produced. But, um, yeah, I, I tend to be a bigger picture thinker, a forward thinker. Mm. It's, it's why salespeople can sometimes, um, I think, have a reputation that, uh, you, you know, like that. I've I've heard people say, and I've probably said it myself, that you're only as good as your last sale because sales is so metric driven. Albeit you and I are talking about relationship, and rela- and and I think the the brilliance of salespeople on people like you, and <clears throat> certainly my history as well, is that there's a marriage and there's a calculation for one of a really a better word of metrics and building relationship to develop. To, to reach those metrics. Yeah, that makes sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Joe, we're going to take a quick break for to acknowledge the sponsor of this episode. Mm-hmm. 
stay ahead of the game with Australia's leading grocery and fast-moving consumer goods information hub, Inside FMCG provides news, tips and advice to assist you to distribute your products and boost your market exposure. Visit insidefmcg.com.au today to start receiving your free daily newsletter. That's insidefmcg.com.au. Okay, we're back. Thank you. So I said that the first half of this episode was um, through the eyes of a foodpreneur trying to understand whether or not she needs a sales agent. Now I want to slightly uh, change that up and look at, okay, Joe, foodpreneurs are coming to you. Uh, What do you look for? And I want to ask you quite specifically, first up, what are some of the key support uh, a foodpreneur can expect when working with a sales agent such as yourself? Uh, I think for me specifically, some of the extra support that I provide uh, the vendor um, is a a level of communication, which is really important. I um, coordinate uh, weekly WIPs, Work, work in process um, meetings. Uh, so whether that's a quick phone call, uh, a Zoom meeting, we connect, we follow up where we're at in the marketplace, who's being connected with that week, what our plans are, and, and then action steps. And that just keeps uh, both of us connected uh, to our goals. Um, the key thing there is um, also the accountability because I do like to work to a, a process and a plan um, and I do like to move forward. You know, I like to work at a faster pace. I've been in different places where that's absolutely necessary. Um, so having someone that they can rely on to keep them accountability and work to a deadline is one of the things that I hear a lot uh, from people I work with. So they really enjoy that. Um, uh, being the person with the feet on the ground um, and being that liaison person, it's important that they get that information back. So whether it's about the category, what's happening in the category, um, uh, how their brand is being perceived by buyers, um, is our pitch right, what are our competitors doing, how are they expanding their brand, how do they promote it, what price do they bundle, all that sort of thing. And also from the buyer, their expectation of how they like to trade, um, understanding that from the get-go. and then I also develop a lot of smaller printer, uh, food printers may not have the uh, accessibility to a, a, a customer relationship management system. So I create one so that, you know, all that information becomes theirs um, to market to those people uh, in an appropriate way. Um, and that covers all of the customer detail. It covers last contact points and action plans for those customers. I love that you talked about a customer relationship management and a, which and, and for those listening who might have heard the term CRM, it literally is the acronym for that. And what I love about that is that it's a system. You know, it's not something that, well, in my opinion, that one that's totally taxing on your brain, but it is difficult if you're trying to manage your sales without documenting who you're calling, what their phone number is, what their email is. I mean, it really is can be as simple as that, can't it? But for many, that that's a difficult, that's a big leap to take to just be that organised with your contacts. 
exactly. And we have a section in there for potential clients um, and for any inquiries that come through that I need to then follow through on an action. So the food printer can add that detail. Um, or, you know, if they have a wish list, we have a, a tab on our CRM for their wish list. Where do you, where, in your dreams, what are the top five places you would love to see your product? And so that's, we're always mindful of that and then looking at how we can engage those people at the right time. Um, you know, you know, a few people come back and say, oh, I'd love to see my product on Qantas or I'd love to see it in David Jones, you know. Okay, so we're starting here and we're going to we're going to grow to that. So, um, yeah, the potential's there, but it's also for the brand owner's use. It's not just for me. It's a real resource and tool for them. Mm. I love that envisioning. It's also, I, I imagine for you, Joe Seabock, because you're future oriented, I totally get it and relate to that, but also that the importance for brand owners to have a vision for yes. their brand. Yes. Brilliant. So uh, last question, I want you, foodpreneur, to have a piece of paper out here uh, with a pen because I imagine Joe's going to give you a kind of a checklist with this. The question is actually for Joe, but, uh, you know, the, the question is, Joe, how do you determine who you work with? And the reason why I'm asking you, Foodpreneur, to have your pen and paper out is because you reverse engineer this to ascertain whether or not you're ready to have to engage somebody like Joe as a sales agent. And if you're not, then what where your focus needs to lie, it's a, it's going to be a kind of a sales preparedness list. So Joe, do answer how how do you determine which brands or who you work with? Yeah, I think that's a good question. Thanks, Chelsea. So as as I know you drive into your foodpreneurs. Uh, understanding your avatar and being guided by that, I most definitely uh, my my avatar has developed over the over several years, uh, but I am guided by that. So I'm I look to individuals who have a, an established brand who have experience and time in the marketplace. So a minimum of three years. Um, some with sales data. So that doesn't matter if it's sales data from your on-site e-commerce from your market exposure um, having some kind of sales or retail exposure is important so that we can see that um, we've tapped into the right consumer um, a clear idea of your brand identity is super super important and what you bring to that gap in the market your benefits and your unique position um, one of the key things I find um, uh, lacking for a lot of people is having a clear marketing plan. It's okay for me to be able to get a product on the shelf, but if it's not pulling through and jumping into people's baskets, um, whether it's through awareness or promotion or strategy, uh, you know, it's just going to sit on the shelf. So having a very clear marketing plan to support your sales activity is really important. And finally, um, Setting up your pricing at the beginning, I know you talk about this all the time, making sure that you're able to pay yourself a wage as well, but knowing your category, knowing your pricing, knowing the margins that the retailers expect is super, super important. They would be the key things I would look for when I'm talking to someone 
um, to determine whether I think they're ready to work with me as well um, uh, and we're, or whether they need to uh, bring on a SARS agent of some, some type. That is amazing. Thank you so much. So for me, I took notes, have your avatar documented, be in business for about three years, have some sales data, so actual um, information that you can identify, uh, you know, the, I guess, certain products that are successful and maybe not so successful and where you should place your focus, have a very clear brand identity, a marketing plan, and that clear brand identity would definitely be part of that marketing plan. And then your pricing and your margins. And, yeah, you're right, I do love it when um, foodpreneurs put more money in their pockets so they're actually paying themselves a great wage. Thank you so much, Joe. I really appreciate that. That is so clear and incredibly helpful. Now, for people who want to find out more about you, where should we send them to? Uh, the easiest thing is to um, head to my Instagram page, which is just Josie Box Sales Agent. Um, if you're interested in a conversation to find out whether you're ready uh, for a sales agent, there is a link in the bio there, which is a little discovery uh, questionnaire, 10 questions in under 10 minutes. It just gives me a, a bit, of, bit more of an idea of where you're at and where you need support and why you feel you need support uh, from a sales agent at this time. So that would be the uh, the best spot to connect and or uh, through LinkedIn as well. Wonderful. So I'll also put that uh, client discovery survey, which is a great way for foodpreneurs to ascertain their readiness um, and to work with you um, and whether or not uh, they're a great fit you're a great fit for them and they're a great fit for you is what I'm trying to say. So, Joe, thank you so much for today. Uh, I really appreciate your insights and your reach into the mark, into the retail marketplace. Thank you so much for having me, Chelsea. I really appreciate it. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. I hope you found today's insights valuable and learned something that you will implement in your food and drink business right away. I'd like to ask you now to help me help more female foodpreneurs put more money in their pocket by giving me an honest rating. Five stars would be lovely, but that's up to you. Write a review and subscribe to this podcast on your platform of choice. The more you tell me what you like, and the more momentum builds for Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford, the easier it will be for me to help women with packaged food and drink brands have more choice on how they can invest in their business, freedom to spend more time with their loved ones, and joy as they help even more people on their food journey. So thank you for taking a moment to do that and see you next week for another episode of Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford. Mm-hmm.